Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. This is the first podcast that I've ever been initially reluctant about recording. I got to tell you the backstory, and then I'll tell you about my reluctance. In the fall, Reverend Virgil Hammett, pastor of St. Andrew's AME Church in St. Andrew's, South Carolina, asked me to be their Women's Day speaker. I was sure I was convinced that he had bumped his head. While I am a woman of faith, I am not a scripture quoter. In my Bible study, it's always me who takes twice as long as everyone else to find the books and the chapters. I'm admittedly remedial in that and in so many other religious arenas. So that's why I was surprised when Reverend Hammett asked me to be their Women's Day speaker. I didn't know why he would want me to address the women of his congregation. I told him about my concerns, and he assured me that I could do it. I told my sister Jeannie, and she said, well, he didn't ask you to preach. He asked you to speak. You're a speaker. You can speak. My big concern about doing that was that I know my shortcomings. I know Joanne really well, and I don't lie to Joanne about Joanne. I know all of the ways that I missed the mark in my faith walk. I thought about it. I prayed about it. And then I knew it was okay because of the peace that I got in my prayers. It was okay to accept Reverend Hammett's offer. So now, let's fast forward to this podcast. I thought that the points I raised in my Women's Day speech were valuable, really valuable to anyone. My concern was about whether I wanted to share my faith, really and completely share it in my business life. I thought, oh dear, what if I lose subscribers? And I asked myself, Joanne, do you really want overlap between your deeply held personal beliefs as a Christian and your work world? And then it dawned on me, I already have overlap, as well I should. My faith is who I am. It guides all of my values, and they guide my actions. It guides how I engage with clients and how I engage in the larger world. If I don't have overlap, I'm in real trouble. If I don't have overlap, I'm really a hypocrite. So even though I don't wear a big old cross around my neck or carry a Bible everywhere I go, I try to live in a way that makes my faith apparent. I try to live my Christian principles in every area of my life. Though I don't always talk about them, I do try to live them to the best of my ability. My pastor says you, you're better served by being a sermon uh, through your life and through your walk, and that people would rather see a sermon than hear one. So I kept thinking about this, and I kept thinking about this, and I kept praying about this, and I decided I am going to share my Women's Day message with you, and I'm sharing it in the hope that whoever you are, whatever your faith walk, 
whether you're male or female or binary or transgender, I'm sharing it because maybe it'll bless your life, and I hope that it will. So here we go. The theme of the Women's Day was, women, there is no need to worry because his eye is on the sparrow. Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, chapter 10, verses 26 through 30. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? That's the section of the verses that I focused on and that I'll focus on right now. So as I start this podcast that recaps my message to St. Andrew's AME Church, I do ask that you pray with me and pray for me as I do the very best that I can to deliver a message that's going to please my Redeemer and positively impact the lives of everyone who listens. In our hearts, we know that his eye is on the sparrow. And in spite of knowing that, our minds wander, they wander, and they worry. We've got concerns about our health, about our careers, about peace in our families, about our finances, about our relationships. We've got concerns about so many things in our lives. I think it's natural and I think it's normal. I also think it's something that we have to overcome. If we can use our faith to turn our attention from worry to three pivotal questions, we can lessen or even eliminate our anxiety. The three questions I'm asking you to consider to shift your focus are the three questions that I asked myself when Reverend Hammett asked me to speak. The questions are, what kind of woman am I? What kind of witness am I? What kind of warrior am I? I believe that focusing on these three questions can redirect our energy and eliminate or at least lessen our worry. Before I would accept the speaking assignment, I had to be able to comfortably answer each question. I had to acknowledge the many ways in which I fall short in each category. I had to acknowledge the fact that I am trying very hard to fulfill my Redeemer's purpose and calling on my life in spite of the many ways in which I know I just don't measure up. I really believe that if we each focused our attention on those three questions, we'd have far less time for worry, for fear, and for angst. Yes, his eye is on the sparrow, and that is at the heart of our ability to live in joy, peace, and contentment. And still, we worry. Let's take that first question. What kind of woman am I? I'm going to tell you, I aspire to be a woman like Mary Scott, my maternal grandmother. She was a phenomenal cook, had a home that was warm and welcoming, had a witty sense of humor and a sharp sense of style. More important than any of that, she had a heart to serve the Lord in good times and in bad. 
She studied his word, but never used the scripture to beat us down. She wasn't one of the women who just ran around reciting every single Bible verse with that fake sanctimoniousness that we see so often in our churches, in our communities, in our workplaces, and even in some of our families. She was never self-righteous. In fact, Grandma was the picture of humility. She lived her faith with gentle kindness. She prayed, she prayed, she prayed, and I know that I am still covered by Grandma's prayers. That's the kind of woman I want to grow into. And that's a whole lot of work for me. But when I concentrate on that work, I am able to move from worry. Are we women who love the unlovable? Are we women who sacrifice in the ways of Mary Scott and our foremothers? Are we women who stand for the right, even when that stand makes us unpopular? Are we women who celebrate the accomplishments of our sisters with genuine pride and joy? Those are the questions that can redirect our attention from worry to work, to work on ourselves. The second question, what kind of witness am I? I have to tell you that this is one that I struggle with in very practical terms. I still cuss. And I mean I cuss. I won't lie to you and I won't lie to me. I know that my mouth is often a poor witness for the Lord. We all have ways in which we're strong, powerful witnesses. And like me, we have areas where God is working to iron out the wrinkles. One of my wrinkles is cussing. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm a work in progress on that front. I'll tell you the truth about that. Are you willing to look honestly at your witness? When people watch you in your daily life, do they see our Redeemer in you? That's a tough question to consider. It asks us to get naked and deal with the real woman. I mean, when we take off our wigs, we take off our makeup, we take off our eyelashes, we free ourselves from our spanks, we have to come face to face with the real us. And that's when we can examine our true witness. Our witness is evidenced in everything that we do. It's not evidenced by toting your Bible and quoting scripture. It's shown in how we treat the people who get on our nerves. For me, my witness is evidenced in whether I can control my tongue, my language. It's evidenced in whether I am consistent and joyful in my service to others. What kind of witness are you? Last, what kind of warrior are you? My question for myself while I was thinking about this was and is, Joanne, what work are you consistently doing to fulfill your purpose? I know, I know, I know. I know without a doubt that my purposes on this earth are to feed God's people, 
to house God's people, and to educate God's people. I have complete clarity about my purpose. When I was thinking about this warrior question, I had to ask myself if I'm really on the battlefield for my Lord. That's something for each of us to think about. Are we really, really, truly on the battlefield for our Lord, fulfilling our promise to serve him until we die? That is one of those old songs that I love. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. If you're on the battlefield, we don't all need to be generals. I'm going to tell you the truth. I like being in the trenches. You know if you're a woman who's a trench warfare worker in the army of our Savior, you know that. You're the women who open your homes when people need a place to stay. You're the women who serve in the soup kitchen, who fry chicken for the church picnic. You're the women who visit the nursing homes like my dear, dear Jean Adams in Buffalo, New York. She leads her missionaries into the nursing homes faithfully in spite of her own health challenges. You know that you're a warrior when you're not ashamed of the gospel. And that is part of what made me willing to take this speech and make it a podcast because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You know you're a trench warfare kind of woman because you send cards to the sick and the shut-in. You're one of the prayer warriors who's faithfully lifting the needs and concerns of others. Intercessory prayer warriors concerned about other people and putting them before our Lord. I believe that women on the battlefield can listen without judgment, can love the unlovable, and can forgive. I'll tell you, this is one of the greatest struggles in my walk with the Lord. I have the ability to hold a grudge better than anybody you know. I earned a PhD in holding on to old hurts and resentment. I am much better now, but don't think that it doesn't pop up. And I ask the Lord to keep working on me with this. Keep working in me with this. It's another one of those wrinkles that he's got to iron out of me. We are all imperfect warriors doing our best to serve our Redeemer. If we can renew our commitment to being the women God would have us to be, daily witnessing to his grace and his mercy through our words and our deeds, if we can do that, we won't have time for worry. If we can renew our commitment to be fierce, dedicated, warriors on the battlefield for our Redeemer, we will not have time for worry. If we can intentionally turn our hearts, intentionally turn our attention to these things, we won't have time for worry. If we can focus on these things, we can be the powerful women of God that we were called to be. And we have a duty to do just that, to be powerful women of God, to be women committed to peace, to justice, and to service. Once we examine ourselves as women, as witnesses, and as warriors, we can stop worrying 
and embrace the words of one of my favorite songs. And I believe it sums it all up. The song is I Am Redeemed. It goes like this, and please don't worry, I'm not going to sing. But it goes like this. We are redeemed. We are bought with a price. Jesus has changed our whole lives. If anybody asks you just who we are, tell them that we are redeemed. Where there was hate, love now abides. Where there was confusion, peace now reigns. We're walking with Jesus. We're women of the King, all because we are redeemed. We can tell of his favor. We can tell of his love. We can tell of his goodness to us. He purchased our redemption with his own precious blood, and from sin we are set free. We are redeemed. We are bought with a price. We are redeemed. We need not fear. We need not fret. We need not worry. We are redeemed women on the battlefield for our Lord. I thank you to my grandmother and to my mother for being such powerful witnesses through their walk. I thank the Lord for giving me the courage to witness and share my personal testimony on this podcast. And I thank you for listening. I thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar 